Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hafley. Some very exciting news coming out today all over the place. Free agents getting signed, or schedules getting released. So, you know, last minute, had to throw a little bit of a curveball here, and we'll be going over the Avalanche schedule on today's show. Should be a fun one. I'm excited to dive into the news. But first, our DraftKings pick of the week, AJ, they released new Calder odds. Bowen Byram, plus 3,000 to win the Calder this season. I'm taking the bet there just because of the odds. Why not throw a couple bucks down on Byram? Who is ahead of him? Let's see. So the top-rated one is currently Shesterkin at plus 250. Would not be a te- bet I would take. You're going to go with the goaltender on a bad defensive team? Good luck. The next one, and probably the one everyone's going to bet on, is Lefreniere at plus 300. Then you have Kaprizov at 450. Cousins yeah. at 1150, which don't take that bet. Uh, Velarde at fourteen hundred, Tippett at fifteen hundred, Stutzel and Valamaki at seventeen hundred, Denisenko, Norris, and Romanov at two thousand, Tomasino at two thousand as well, uh, Philly Hanola at twenty five hundred. Apparently, Barrett Hayton still qualifies for the Calder at twenty seven hundred, and then Byram at three thousand. Wow. No Quentin Byfield. No Quentin Byfield, indeed. He uh, He's down at 4,000. There you go. Oh, four, that, wow. 4,000 for Quentin Byfield? Might be a decent bet there as well. That might be a better <laughs> bet than Byram. <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to actually win money, if you're being a homer, Byram is the man. Totally being a homer. But you could take but, Byram I mean, plus 4,000. At, at three at 3,000, you said, for yep. Byram? Yep. At, th- at plus three thousand, I mean, why not? If he ends up, if he ends up the the dude, then I didn't go with the true homer pick. Martin Cout is plus seven thousand. Yeah, I mean, okay, <laughs> it's cool he's on there. He Better just odds. he won't get anywhere near the role. Better and odds Byron, than Chegrin, so By- Byron probably won't get the role either, but. You never know with an offensive. There's a world where you can see Byram getting the role, maybe. But yeah, where a guy like if if Gerard or McCarr gets yeah, exactly. Him running a power play unit and then him getting more even strength time, only offensive uh, zone starts. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera, and then he scores thirty five points in a fifty six game schedule. Whereas Cal would have to like have the Avs entire top six break down. To break yeah. into that kind of a role, but or I mean, honestly, just the right injury, like a Burakovsky injury, and they just say, eh, "We'll just see what Cap can do in that job." 
I don't know if I I buy that story. I I think they probably they, end up putting Donsko in there. Yeah, or I think that's but. what they would that's what they would start with. But <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, maybe they're maybe that third line would be absolutely be rocking and rolling, and they're like, yeah, we don't want to touch it. We'll just you see what Cap can do in that job. Anything's possible, but. If you want to bet on something stupid or something smart, either way, whether it be hockey or pretty much any other sport under the sun, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook to make your bets with amazing odds boosts every single day. And this week only for new accounts, you can sign up to win $100 when you bet $1 on any NBA game as their season starts to get underway. Just sign up, go to DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use code DNVR with that new account to get your opportunity to win a hundred bucks for $1. Again, use that DNVR code to let them know we sent you on over there. Limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem 1-800-522-4700. All right. We'll get to the schedule in a second. I promise there is a little bit of other news that we do want to cover. Some of it even pertaining specifically to the Avs and the man we were just talking about in Bowen Byram with the WHL season essentially entirely up in the air. There is no clear cut path to them playing a season at all uh, with some of the restrictions happening in Canada right now. There has been some rumblings about potentially allowing WHL players stints in the AHL this year. And we've already talked about how the taxi squad would be brilliant for Byram to allow him to be on the taxi squad and also playing games in the AHL. You, you would end up moving him up and down and all over the place. But look, the more games, the better at the pro level for Byram, I would think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that... If he's if he's eligible for the AHL, like say say he comes in and he plays five games in the NHL, yep, and it just doesn't go well, you know, I mean, just straight doesn't go well, then you're wondering from an app's perspective, what do you do with him? If the yep. WHL season does not happen at all, the AHL is the perfect response. It's where he should be anyway, like. Byram Byram should be, you know, were it not for the CHL agreement, uh, the CHL-NHL agreement, they would already have, they would already pretty much have an AHL plan for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this is just good news in that it gives them more flexibility if this were to happen. Because the, the I don't want to say like the worst thing possible is for him to go back to the WHL. It just doesn't accomplish anything. Right. He's not gaining a whole lot from playing in that league, which he's already dominated for the past two seasons. Right. It's so. just you know, and to do to do it as a younger birthday just tells you like that guy's done with that league. Yep. You know. Uh, uh, I mean, this is all covered territory. Yep. Um, I'm, 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 ex- I'm, I hope the WHL season happens. There's a lot of draft eligible kids that need that to happen. Uh, I'm of the opinion that Bowen Byram shouldn't come within a mile of that thing. 
I would yeah. rather him just sit and practice with the abs all year as a Agreed. part of the taxi squad than go back and play for the Giants. But that's just my opinion. It's yeah. I mean, you already put it as well as you could, but for a kid that dominated it as a younger guy, as an older kid in that league, it's, it's pointless. They're, you're not going to be playing the same way he would against pros. It's that simple. So, yeah. you, of course, there's always things you can work on, but it won't be nearly the gains he could be making simply by practicing with the Avs. So, from that regard, I mean, we'll see. There's things are still very much in there, up in the air. There's a very real possibility that Byram shows up and kills it, and he's an everyday player in the Avs lineup, and this AHL stuff doesn't matter. But if that doesn't happen, it's another avenue to him playing hockey games, which is what you should want for him. So, Yeah. Um, in other less as-related news, with schedules coming out and everyone get, kind of getting kicked into high gear around the hockey world, we're starting to see those straggling free agents come off the board here. Nashville doing a lot of the heavy lifting today, signing both Eric Howla and Mikhail Granlund. Uh, seems like Nashville kind of missed on the guys they actually wanted all offseason, uh, ending up not even with Mike Hoffman now, who is still out there, probably the biggest name free agent left. Yeah, um, to come back around to Granlund, where it just it seriously didn't work for either side. I can understand I can understand where Granted was like, whatever, I'll take the money. Yep. You know, that's arguably the best offer he was gonna get in a league that spent almost all of its money. So for him, fine, whatever. But for Nashville to go that route I thought was interesting. Uh Mike Hoffman's sitting there, you know. Yep. Um I the Howla thing Okay, that's another center for them to try and figure it out with. You know, they lost Kyle Turris and Nick Benino. Yeah. You know, having trade, having bought one out and traded one. Surely saved a little bit of money by being able to throw Howla on their third line or whatever. But yeah, and look, if Howla if Howla gets back to the guy that he has been when he's been healthy, you know, injuries have really bothered him the last little while here. Um, it's obvious that the season he had uh, in Vegas his first year, that's going to be a massive outlier in his career. It's like a 29-goal season or some nonsense. Like, okay. Uh, but that's, you know, it's not going to happen again. But he's proven himself to be a quality depth guy for a number of years. He should continue that in Nashville if he's healthy. And then, you know, that just puts him in line for an actual contract at some point. Sure. I down the line is is whatever it will be for the immediate Nashville, the one making the big moves on on some of these free agents that are still out there. Um, I haven't heard anything about where Mike Hoffman's going yet. Not too sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't we don't really know. Yep. He's the he's the marquee free agent that was left before today. It was really Hoffman and Grandland, uh, and then Howlow was one of many decent depth guys that was. Still yeah. out there. I mean, you have the goalie market, which still has some names out there, but it's Hoffman and Sammy Vatanen, I guess, are really. Yeah, Travis Hamanick, uh, Andreas Athanasiu, Corey Perry, uh, Grabner, Trevor Lewis, Derek Broussard. 
Ilya Kovalchuk is still sitting out there. I mean, that's a whole bunch of middling to meh names. Right. These are these are a bunch of either PTO guys or we had a major injury in the first two weeks of our season called Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah. Put him on our second power play unit and let this thing roll. So, yeah. So. You know. Uh, a, a guy like Andreas Athanasiou, that's going to be a lot tougher. Um yeah, he might, he might have really played his way to the fringe of the NHL at this point because he has not ever gotten no, no coach has gotten him to commit to playing both ends of the ice. Well, I mean, yeah, what? How much can you buy into what that guy is? Like, is he the fifty-five point player or is he a thirty-point player? Because if he's a thirty-point player, his defense isn't going to hack it. Yeah, so. Tough, tough times for the free agents remaining outside of Hoffman. Basically, it will be very interesting to see some of the last-minute scramble moves teams try and make, but still not going to be too many major changes off of that. I would say um, we can take our first period break there, as we'll get into the schedule. Just a little bit for the Avs, but first, of course, have to tell you about my favorite Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, with dozens of flavors for you to try, ranging from their Christmas beer to the Broncos country, you name it. They have all sorts of amazing beers. I'm a particular fan of their agave. We don't have my shirt on today, rocking the three-headed monster, but you can't go wrong if you even if you're super picky like aj they have a beer for you you can find something delicious so check them out today use their breck beer locator online to find it at a local liquor store near you and of course we also have the best out there chevalier mortgage helping you decide what you need when it comes to getting a home loan or any other financial situation as well really when it comes to that market both mike and virginia have been in the business for 15 years now and they're also diehard denver sports fans as well as subscribers to us here at dnvr so they've been part of the family for a while again uh, these guys are awesome they're offering free consultations when you check them out at dnvrmortgage.com so you might as well at least do that and also also get yourself signed up for a free shirt or hat. So free merch just for going to dnvrmortgage.com. Why not jump on over there and try and win some of that? These guys are just amazing. It, mortgage rates are super great right now. And Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. They're a husband and wife team. And they will help you through every little bit. They'll go through all the details, make sure you have a plan from top to bottom to get yourself in the right position financially. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, again presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm. Let's jump into this schedule, AJ. Apparently, Kovalchuk went back to the KHL. I mean, he could always come back if he wants to. Yeah, I two days ago, I guess he uh, he went back to the K. I, okay, cool. cool. I don't. Yeah. If if Kovalchuk says replace his name on the list with Carl Soderberg, and he feels yeah. exactly the same way. I also think if Kovalchuk says, "Hey, I don't want to play for you anymore," the Russian teams would kind of just go, "Oh, okay." Yeah. 
not exactly a player they can hold hostage, but... Oh, and uh, Julianne Brisebois just announced that Nikita Kucherov will have hip surgery and miss the entire regular season. Well. So a lot of shit is happening right now. Yeah, it's it's moving day in the NHL, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Tampa still doesn't have enough money to sign Sorelli, but whatever. Yeah. They're going to... Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do there, man. They've got to do something. Uh, They can bury somebody. And get him signed, I think, with the LTIR money. Probably. In any case, let's take a look at the Avs schedule here. They will be starting on January 13th, opening day against the St. Louis Blues. All game times are to be determined, but we have dates for all 56 of the Avs games. So, should be exciting. Uh, Some quick notes here. AJ put up a tweet with them. The Avs' longest road trip is only four games. They have multiple four-game road trips, but never more than four. They have an eight-game homestand in March, which I can put on screen right here. You can see just a bajillion home games in March, 12 of 16 games total in March at home. They play three <laughs> sets of... Remarkable that uh, 16 games in 31 days of March and 12 of them are, are at home. Yeah. Worked out pretty well for the Evs. They have three sets of four. They play a set of four games against Minnesota. They play a set of four games against Vegas. And they play a set of four games against San Jose, all at different times during the season. They also have one set of three. You can see in late April there against St. Louis. And after recounting this six times, all right, AJ and I might need to go to counting class, but they have seven back-to-backs. On the Where was the seventh? It's right here. That San Jose game at the end of April into May. Ah, that always gets me. The month transitions always get me. Yep. So we started at five and figured out it's actually seven. (laughs) But we got there in the end. Uh, AJ, you and I were talking before the show. This is a pretty darn easy schedule considering. My my initial thought was anything under 40 wins is a disappointment. And then I started thinking about an 80-point season and a 56-game schedule. Feels a little ambitious. Does feel a touch high. And to go 40 and some version of 16. 16, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because obviously OTLs will be in there, in there anyway. Yeah, yeah. But, I I think that they, between this schedule being as soft as it is, uh, the quality of competition and how good we expect Colorado to be. I think 40 wins should be their goal. Yeah. I mean, let's just look at the the start of their schedule. First two games against St. Louis. Those, those are no easy outs, but they're home games. And then you essentially go on a little bit of a California swing. You get San Jose at home, but we've talked about it before. The, the California teams are ones that on most nights you expect the Avs to beat kind of the same story with Minnesota. So this is what 10 straight games where they play teams that you would expect them to beat before getting St. Louis again. Then they get Arizona and then they face another hard challenge in four games in a row against Vegas, but they're going to be well rested for all of them. They get two days off before that first Vegas game. And then in the middle of the series, when they travel, they get three more days off. Yeah, it's, and with with COVID and the travel restrictions and stuff, they, you know, they'll be they'll be at home for the seventeenth and eighteenth. Yeah, July. for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, home and away will matter because fans will at some point start to become a factor in this. Probably certainly, looking at more like March or later for that, but yeah, certainly when you get into April, uh, that that stretch at the end of April was something Rudo and I immediately saw. Yep, uh, with St. Louis and Vegas, a four game set on the road at the end of April. We expect fans to be in arenas uh, at some level for that. Uh, it may not be, you know, twenty thousand screaming people for either of those buildings but even if it's 10k you know it's going to be a road atmosphere it's going to be a classic like it's harder to win in that building and everyone's against you and you're the bad guy and blah 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 but really the only the only like downside of this is that colorado has always struggled with the california teams their whole existence even even when they've been great uh and those teams haven't been They've always, it's always been a slog against the California teams. Yep. So it's, I, and we saw last year, Anaheim and, and LA, not very good. They gave the abs problems. Had to scrape by against LA, lost the outdoor game against them. Yeah. Won a shootout. Yep. So um, definitely true. The, had that had that overtime loss where Jost was grabbing onto Getzlaff's leg. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, won the had the I think the one nothing was it a one nothing win in Anaheim where Cout had the steal and he hit Comfort with the one timer and that was the only goal of the game. That sounds right. I think that was the I think that was a one nothing game. There, yeah, every game against Anaheim feels like it ends up being two one or or <laughs> something super low scoring, but. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's news about a couple of arenas trying to have like l- super duper limited fans early on. Yeah, but... five thousand fans is not going to. I don't think five thousand fans gonna because they're gonna be really spread out. It's not gonna be like five thousand fans right behind the benches, you know, like like just shouting them down. Yeah, it's gonna be five thousand fans scattered throughout or whatever. And I don't, I don't, they, they just... so a standard Arizona game is what you're saying. <sighs> Dude, I was hoping I was hoping we would resist, but <laughs> true. And then like Minnesota, you know, Minnesota, Colorado, that's just a good classic. Like two teams don't like each other. Yep. You never know what's gonna happen in those games. Colorado still to this day, Colorado still struggles in Minnesota. It's so just reality, yeah. We we can look at this schedule also terrible in St. Louis. So we can look at the schedule and say well, they're, these teams aren't very good, and Colorado is much better. They should be fine. They should they should do, they should be a cakewalk to make the postseason. Um, if it's not a top four team in this division, it's a colossal failure. Yeah. Barring like season ending injuries to like five of their top guys, you know. I mean, honestly, it should probably be a top two team, and certainly a top three. Yeah, and you know, with the way that. With the way that they have um, the postseason set up, winning the division is important. Yep, it's it is it matters a lot. Um, you're, as I'm kind of looking through the schedule, it, it should be interesting. The the Avs do have a decent break in every single month, but even so, they're going to get to the end of March and they're going to be just exhausted. I have to think it's great that all of these games are at home, but 
16 games in 31 days is still no easy task. Put it that way. Yeah. The upside, good rhythm. The downside, yep. you don't have any time. You get a little bumper of bruise, and it's like, oh, this will be better in five days. Well, guess what? You've played three games in that time. Yeah. Three teams just made that bruise that much worse. Right. So it's, you know, it'll be a great rhythm. For us, it'll be really easy. We'll just be rocking and rolling. Yep. We're we're done playing video games together. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not happening anymore. Although, if we're looking at the schedule, you look at Tuesdays and Thursdays in this March schedule. Yeah, not too bad good. there. Not, not even that then, bad in April. Yeah, you look at April, it's just the one week. So, <laughs> But if you move back over to January and February. Bad. Yeah, it's where it's just bam, 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 bam. A whole straight month yeah. of Tuesdays and Thursdays yeah. there. <laughs> yep. We're good. We're good until basically the, that first week of the season. Yep. We're, we're even sold. Uh, but after that, that sucks. See y'all in a so, month, I guess. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So really, um, again, I think 40 wins should be the goal. Um, my initial, you know, when we were looking at this and we were, you know, we're just back and forth. I was like, they could win 50 games. The schedule is easy. These teams are bad. Arizona, we saw what Arizona is, and they got worse. Yep. Anaheim is in transition. LA is in transition. San Jose is in transition. Minnesota's number one center is who exactly? Uh, is it Nick Benino or is it Marcus Johansson? Either way, that's the wrong answer. So you know, like there's there's really just not a ton of high-end competition for them in this. This I, I'm almost a little worried that it's going to be a little too easy. But, go, uh, go full Tampa on it and kick it into cruise control halfway through or something. Well, and what if what if that happens? I mean, what if they what if they start out something like 20 and 5? Yeah. You know, where they they would basically have to fall apart completely to miss the postseason at that point. So the Avs have you know, the opportunity like, to put up like a basketball record, is what you're saying. I I think I think that they could, man. Like they're they're good enough, and this division is is just not good. At least sitting here today, it's funny because at the end of the year, we always feel differently about strength of divisions. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to see this team, this division being good. They might be better than we think they are. But I, it's tough to be worried about most of these teams, man. Uh, yeah, like there are reasons where you're like, hey, these guys could give you problems. But when you're playing them eight times, they should have a winning record. Yep. The only teams that, that give you pause, honestly, are Vegas and St. Louis. This isn't arrogance. This is just, are these teams any good? This is the first time that I've ever done this podcast in... I've been doing this show for what four years now, and it's the first time I've ever done a season preview on here where I'm like, Colorado is a clear cut. These guys should easily be top of top of the table, honestly, first or first or second place. Yeah, and right. to be honest, they're the they're the best team on paper. Yep. In an are. eight game series, I'm honestly not even super worried about St. Louis. It might be like a close series, but. I would pick the abs in that series. Vegas, that one's a toss up, but until to be until until we have more on 
until until there are some answers about some of Vegas's depth questions, even with Vegas, I'm like, that's a five three Avs series there. Kind yeah, of. Like <laughs> I I think Colorado was favored. I'm not going to say that they're a slam dunk or a heavy favorite, but I like I like them as the superior team, and I. With St. Louis, I think St. Louis has major bust potential this year. Where two things go wrong. Doesn't have it, yeah. And you know, like their their the margin of error for St. Louis is going to be as thin as it has been in a while for them. Yep they they have the potential to be not good. Yeah. it's set up extremely well for the Avs. Appreciate the love, Carrie, in the live chat. Yeah, um, it's an it awesome take, message. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only reason we're here is because y'all listen to us. So, yep, we appreciate you a, a whole bunch. But we do need to take our second period break here and let you guys know about MSU Denver online. MSU Denver, one of my favorite schools. You know, given that I went there, so kind of adds up a little bit highly highly recommend i took a bunch of their online courses myself personally i really love them a lot of them are go at your own pace you have your entire semester of work to do they give it to you and you can do it at whatever pace you want to so it's not limited to a full-on schedule where things are expected of you at certain times you can live your life and still manage to get work towards that college degree that you want so jump on it they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life msu denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs and some of our very own staff have taken classes there, myself included. Also, Ali Monroy and Harrison Wind. If you want to ask any questions, feel free to hit any of us up and we'll be happy to answer. All of the teachers, well, almost all of the teachers come from the fields that they teach in. So not only do they teach you real world experience, but they're great networking opportunities as well. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, I haven't looked at any of the other teams' schedules that much, so I don't know if this Av schedule is pretty normal or if they kind of got a lottery ticket here. I can't tell. In what way? Uh, in how it's set up. Uh, seven back-to-backs. Is that a lot? Is that a little? Is that somewhere in the middle? It seems to be right in the middle, um, and then in the the tired versus rested, which is what we always talk about. Like, sure, the that you know, playing playing a quote unquote tired team when you've been rested. So, typically, a team coming off of a back to back when you don't play the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado has they play exactly one game this year where they're the tired team. Yeah, where they're where they're at the the disadvantage and one game where they have the uh, rest advantage. So f- last year they I think I, if I remember they were on the disadvantage pretty heavily. Yeah, it's like six or seven times or something. Yeah. yeah. And this year just the one. So they should be fine. Yeah. And I mean other than the fact that every team might be pretty tired at the end of this regular season. But <laughs> but um, it, as far as comparison goes, that's really good news, that you're not going to be dealing with fresh teams versus tired ones very much at all. Yeah. 
Um, in terms of uh, division opponents, um, San Jose has a couple. St. Louis just has the one. L.A. only has a couple. Anaheim is in the same position as Colorado. Uh, Arizona and Vegas are on the wrong end of it, but only by two games. Um, just trying to, and then the middle of the division is evened up. So it's not, it's not, it's not going to be a talking point for us this year. Teams a okay with that. Whole yeah. rest and tired thing. We don't have to talk about it at all. Really, this might be the last time. <laughs> Fine with me, man. Yeah, I Fine. hate talking about it. So, uh, I mean, look, the more I look at the schedule, the more everything centers around March, right? For the Avs. Yes, obviously, it's the busiest part of their schedule, but depending on how they look coming out of that month, they should either be comfortably in first place or have a very good idea of what they need to do in the last two months of the season to get to where they want to be. Yeah. March, March, they play every team, but St. Louis in their division. So they have the, that's when you consider the division games are four point games. That's separating season right there. Yep. That's where, that's where, Hey, a strong start. That's all good and well, but you can always give it back. That's, that's where they transition a strong start. Or they take a sluggish start and they use it as this marches the springboard yep. to, to to play and catch up. So that's where it has to happen for them. March is going to be the key either side of that. If they win the division, it's going to have to be off the back of a, a good bar. I mean, 16 games, man. Yep. It's, that's not quite a third of the schedule, but it's pretty darn close. I guess, yeah, significantly more than a quarter of the schedule. In March. Yeah, and 13 games in April. So these are the two key months right here. Yep. Where it's going to matter. And I mean, look, they no games against St. Louis in March, but four in April. Across March and April, you play Vegas Mm -hmm. four times. So that's eight huge games in deciding the top three teams in this division. It Not only is it playing all the California teams, Minnesota, whatever, it's Circle your calendars for especially I think this three game stand against St. Louis is going to be really, really big. Yeah. That five game stretch. Yep. Honestly, yeah. The whole second half of April is just a lot of things will be decided because there's what a handful of games left in May. Yeah. Five games after I guess six with the San Jose game right at the end of April. So things could get decided as far as positioning into the playoffs. Yeah, in that five game stretch, it's if they're if they're jockeying for position that five game stretch, St. Louis and Vegas, that's their last opportunity to not have to rely on another team to do work. Yep. So that's uh, for me. I think that's where they are. They got to you got to do work. It just has to go well. Yeah, it. The potential for disaster is never zero. I mean, things could just go south and and never recover. That's always an option. But there's every single year, and we talked we've talked about this a few times in the off season. Every single year, there's a team that rolls in that's expected to be good that just isn't. Yep. For whatever reason, they just don't have a good year. 
Like, so, you know, good. generally, We're I don't talking... think a team expected to be as good as the Avs has that happen, but it could. Yeah, I mean, you look at San Jose last year. We were all picking them to be a top five-ish team out West, mm-hmm. and they weren't even close. But there's a reason team. There's a reason that at least I'm talking about them as, hey, keep an eye on them as a bounce back. It's, they just had a lot of key injuries and terrible goaltending. And that's also the same reason that we talk about St. Louis is that's, that's their bust potential. If their goaltending goes south, you're in major trouble. And yeah, to use my favorite phrase, that's why they play the games. You know, the on paper is great, but it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. The actual results are what matter. They've got to go out and now they've got to go out and do it. Sackick's done his job. He's built a really good hockey team. Yep. He's built arguably the favorite out West and without a doubt, a top three, top three. I'll say top five team in the NHL. I'll say top three. If you won't, (laughs) I've, I mean, off the top of my head, losing Kucherov is like losing Miko Rantanen for an entire year. I'm saying. That's a huge loss. Even if that means they don't have to give away Tyler Johnson for free or whatever, that's a massive loss for them. Yeah, it literally two years removed from being the MVP of the league, and you just lose that guy. Yeah, straight up, man. It's terrible. <laughs> so... Certainly I mean, helps the Avs case in being one of the better teams. It's also it's also going to play a key role because if Tampa Bay gets to the semifinals, they win two rounds, they make the postseason, they win two rounds, Kucherov is back, but the seeding is done based on regular season standings. So, you know, Colorado could be the President's Trophy winner playing Tampa Bay in the semifinals because they don't have Kucherov and they yeah. end up having a meet the regular season. And you're like, I mean, at that point, if you make the conference finals or you're playing someone good. Yeah. Like you just, you got to go through everybody at some point. I'm not, I'm, I'm all about it. Give them, give them St. Louis in round one, Vegas in round two, Tampa Bay in round three, and then Boston in round four. Let's do a gauntlet, baby. Walk the path to Mordor on that one. That's what I'm saying. I, we always talk about, Oh, the easy path or this or that. Look, this regular season is the easy path. This is this should be a cakewalk. This should be a layup for them. I understand the NHL is hard and that all teams are good. Like all teams have good players, have skilled players, and that winning in the NHL is difficult. But give me a break, man. This is this should be an easy schedule. These guys should wail on this division. This should be Pound Town, population California. Like <laughs> This is this is a joke, dude. Like I'm, I don't I I don't like to 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 come off being. Yeah, how many uh how many Homer DMs are we gonna get after this show? Yeah, AJ. straight up. Like I I try I try to I try to keep the confidence level on the show to a a, a tempered voice at some most of the time, but this is a joke. Like they should smoke these guys. There's so we saw it. We saw it with Arizona. Like Darcy Kemper was it that they was the only NHL player that belonged on the ice with them in that series. Drag they should blow the doors off games. this clock. Yeah, like Minnesota has taken steps back. Like Marco Rossi makes that team. Kaprizov ends up being dope. Like they could they could be sneaky competitive, but they still have the Vegas problem. What's their depth down the middle? Marcus Johansson, Nick Bukestag, Nick Bonino. <laughs> like I. 
Oh no, not that. You know, <laughs> like you, you should be, you should be feeling good about all of this. And Anaheim has to rely on John Gibson to be competitive. Otherwise we saw what they were last year. Garbage. So, you know, LA, LA could be a lot of fun. They could just go full blown. We're going to play the kids. And then you have no idea what to expect from them because the nights where those kids are on, you know, you've got Byfield and Turcotte and they'll have nights where they just go off. Yeah. Those nights. Oh my gosh, man. It, some of those nights, oof. <laughs> some of those nights, the Kings could be the most fun team in the NHL to watch. I, I think the days of the Kings being like the old slog, sludge like, and trudge, yeah, yeah, win it, win it two one or whatever. I, over. I think those days are. I think those yeah. days are over. So I'm, man, I'm, I'm all about. I'm, I'm, I, I just think that they're this much better than most of these teams. You know, St. Louis, I think I think St. Louis and Colorado have a good little rivalry. They match up nicely against each other. I think Vegas is a poorer version of what Colorado does with Alex Petrangelo being the one big difference maker. You know, they're we've we've talked we've done that matchup yeah. head to head a bunch of times. Yeah. But I just think Colorado's better. Their their star players are better. There are more of them. They're they, deeper. They're they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger, they're more skilled. The, the true high pattern. end there, yeah. Well, and I mean, Robin Leonard could could erase all of that because he could go off, you know. I like totally, but and that's the same of probably not to the same level. But Grubauer has had a month where he has a nine thirty save percentage. Like, yeah, the the great equalizer in hockey is always goaltending. If a dude gets hot at the right time, tough. Good luck, man. Right. I mean, we we. Because we saw how the postseason went in Colorado, we kind of, I think we collectively underrate Colorado's goaltending. Yep. Because when Phil Grubauer's locked in, like, that guy was awesome in the playoffs last year. We Oh, well, he didn't have to do very much against Arizona. That's also, the, we talked about it back then. That's a difficult job. Yep. When a goaltender is, has no rhythm because he's facing one shot every nine minutes, it's a tougher job to to stay sharp, to stay focused. That's how little softies get in past you. And he was great in that series. And yeah, he was he was great against Calgary the year before. He was great. He was he was good against San Jose. He's performed in the postseason when he's been healthy. So like Phil Grubauer, Phil Grubauer has given Avs fans plenty of reason for both doubt and confidence. But you look at the rest of these teams and you look at the schedule, man, this. It should be a stomp on any given night if you're throwing a dart at the calendar. Yeah, I mean, these guys are just, and especially the second night of back-to-backs against the same team in the same city. We're talking about what back-to-backs should be. And not any of this like, oh, well, they played in. Chicago the night before, and then they fly back to Denver to play Dallas, and Dallas has been sitting in Denver for 48 hours, just hanging out practicing, you know? None of that none of that nonsense where you actually have an actual disadvantage. None of that exists. It's going to come down to who's the better team on there most nights, and Colorado is it. Just to uh, give a visual aid to some of the major talking points we talked about earlier, uh, in the show, 
We can remove the on first look from seven back-to-backs. This is on our, like, fourth look. Too bad. It's, it was totally our first. Believe us. <laughs> that works. Anyway, Avs hockey. Uh, clearly, AJ and I are excited to have actual Avs hockey on our oh. schedules, finally. So, uh, Very excited. Can't wait for the season to start. The next couple weeks is just going to be the hype trains on the tracks and rolling, basically. I'm super excited for the stuff we have coming starting next week for season previews. Super looking forward to all this content we have coming for you guys. So be sure to keep it with us here and and watch all the stuff. We're going to have written, video, audio, you name it, across the board. We got you guys covered top to bottom, previewing the Avs season. And, of course, we'll have our post-game shows after every single Avs game this year, right after the buzzer. So, look, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but DNVR's coverage is pretty sick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, nobody nobody has a multimedia approach like we do. Yep. Uh, you know, not not to try and throw mud or get into any kind of media works. I can't stand that stuff. But there just isn't somebody that covers the team quite the same way as us. Agreed. I... And we're we're excited to lean hard into that this year. Yeah. We have a lot of actual really cool plans and some real sneaky things that we're working on that hopefully come to fruition. 100%. Love what I do. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, consuming this podcast and all of our other content, however you might. If you really like us, consider subscribing to thednvr.com. Send a little bit of money our way. Obviously, it helps us a ton. If you don't want to send us money, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's completely free and helps us a bunch as well. So maybe throw us one that way. We're going to get out of here for the day with Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD-infused coffee that has really changed lives. And if you subscribe now, you can save 20% every single time you purchase. If you just want to try it first, use that DNVR20 code to save 20% off your first order. And when you come back and sign up for a subscription of two, three, four, six, or eight weeks, you'll get that 20% off every single time you buy. So... They got you covered top to bottom. It's been known to help with many different aches and pains, IBS, migraines, a bunch of other stuff as well. Can't recommend all of these people enough, whether it be Strava or any of our other partners. They're all amazing. And yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's it. Didn't know where this show was going today, but we ended up diving into the Avs schedule. I believe the plan for tomorrow is still to do our WJC preview type of show. So that should be fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hope all y'all will tune in, but, you know, it's Christmas Eve. I get it. People got stuff to do. So if you don't tune in, you can always catch it in podcast or on YouTube after the fact. On that note, we out of here. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you, everybody. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>